Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Kansas City authorities say one woman was killed and 21 other people were shot during a celebration yesterday for the Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs. At least nine children were shot. Police have arrested three suspects in the mass shooting. From member station KCUR, Frank Morris says officials haven't yet said what might have led to the gunfire. Police haven't released a motive or the names of the suspects. Police arrested three people. At least one of them was carrying a weapon. There was a huge police presence at the event, and some of the crowd reportedly helped bring down one of the suspects. Frank Morris reporting. Israeli troops have entered one of the last major hospitals still functioning in Gaza, but they're allowing patients and the staff to remain. As NPR's Greg Myrie reports, Israel alleges Hamas was holding hostages at the hospital. Israeli forces entered the Nasser Medical Complex in southern Gaza and ordered doctors, nurses, and other staff to come down from the upper floors to the lower floors. This is according to a nurse in contact with NPR. The Israeli military said it had, quote, credible intelligence that Hamas was holding Israeli hostages at the complex in the city of Han Yunus. Israel also said the bodies of dead hostages may be at the hospital. This comes a day after Israel ordered thousands of civilians taking shelter on the hospital grounds to leave. Israel's offensive has led to the shutdown of virtually every major medical facility in Gaza. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Tel Aviv. A Georgia judge will consider today whether to disqualify the Fulton County District Attorney from prosecuting the state election interference case against former President Donald Trump and 14 others. From member station WABE in Atlanta, Sam Greenglass reports several defendants are accusing D.A. Fonnie Willis of a conflict of interest given her relationship with a special prosecutor whom she hired for the case. More than half of the defendants, including Trump, say Willis's relationship with special prosecutor Nathan Wade tainted the case against them. They argue the two prosecutors are enriching themselves the longer the case drags on, while the prosecutors insist they have no financial interest in the outcome. Willis and Wade could be forced to testify in open court, and Judge Scott McAfee has said it's possible the allegations could result in disqualification. If that happens, a state counsel has to appoint a special prosecutor, but that That may not happen quickly, so the outcome could determine whether those 15 people accused of meddling with the 2020 result will face trial before the next election in November. For NPR News, I'm Sam Greenglass in Atlanta. Donald Trump is scheduled to appear in a New York City criminal courtroom today. He will learn whether his trial on dozens of counts will start on March 25th. Trump is accused of falsifying business records to conceal an affair. He has pleaded not guilty to the allegations. This is NPR. Vice President Harris is attending the Munich Security Conference in Germany today. There's a lot of attention on the United States. That's because former President Donald Trump said if he's elected again, he would not help defend some NATO countries against Russia. The Biden administration condemned his remarks, but European leaders were angry and rattled. At the same time, Republican leaders in the House of Representatives are blocking U.S. aid to Ukraine to help fight Russia's attacks. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg travels to North Carolina today. 
NPR's Joel Rose reports he's touting nearly a billion dollars in funding to modernize the nation's airports. More than 100 airports in 44 states are receiving grants through the bipartisan infrastructure law. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the list includes major hubs in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Charlotte, as well as regional airports like Appleton, Wisconsin, and tiny rural airports like Standing Rock in Fort Yates, North Dakota. Which currently doesn't have a terminal at all. This funding will make it possible to build one. With this latest round of grants, the Biden administration has announced more than $3 billion in funding for airport terminal projects nationwide. Joel Rose, NPR News, Washington. A new study says the threatened Amazon rainforest could soon reach a tipping point. Researchers in the journal Nature write that in coming decades, up to half of the rainforest could change into grasslands or weakened ecosystems. That change could lead to the collapse of the entire forest ecosystem. The researchers point to climate change and deforestation. This is NPR. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.